Welcome to Hollowbone Podcast. I'm Bird. I'm Henry. This is Bailey. We're going to be talking in this episode about integration. And this was something that I don't remember quite how it came up for me. I think I was listening to something and it just was, yeah, talking, said something about integration and it got me thinking about integration and, you know, that's kind of, it's very buzzwordy in like healing and wellness communities and Mm -hmm. I have been part of those communities and part of that integration bandwagon. So I'm very, very intimate with, um, with that, but, you know, just like hearing it recently made me kind of changed and reframed the, my perspective and, um, just about how integration is a, maybe subtly can be a form of control, a way of the ego trying to control an outcome of something and, so we wanted to, yeah, just have a conversation about about how that shows up. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of interesting to when you really step back and look at stuff. It's, it's almost like everything before, um, like, realization is kind of like a, it's like a dog chasing its own tail. Yeah. Um, and again, like everything has its time and its place and we all have, we all have our time to chase our tail. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know to what end it really serves other than, um, maybe just exhausting itself. But, uh, I guess that's, seems to be kind of like a, a big thing where, where you come to realize that it, like so much of, so much about anything, whether it be therapy and integration would probably go hand in hand and in a relative sense yes they may like relieve some pressure um but as long as there is still a character who believes and is addicted to like the i story Mm -hmm. there will always be a perpetual motion and you will again and again come to find yourself in the exact same place yeah wondering why you know what I mean? Like that you're like, I thought I worked through this. I thought that I did these different things. So it's really kind of like without this, without that, that very first step, which is kind of funny because I think a lot of people think that awakening is going to be the last thing, but it's really actually mm-hmm. nothing that you've really done before that point holds a lot of weight because you realize that the character who yeah. believed that it was on the journey was the thing that was getting in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Nothing. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, just when I came across this concept again of integration to look back about it, just look back on what I used to think integration was. And, um, you know, I think like having been in like a healing and wellness community, like so and kind of engaged in that, um, in that way and like social media and things like that. I think one of the ways that we often think about or that is commonly thought about in terms of integration is like, or at least the way that I've seen it is, okay, I've had this healing experience or this healing session or this psychedelic ceremony or whatever it is. And I had this experience or I uncovered this thing. Now, how do I bring that into my life? And I mean, if you take the word integration, it's like taking two things together and like making them one whole thing. So like from that perspective, it's like, Okay, that 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 does make sense to a degree, but the really slippery part of that is that 
the character, like exactly what you were talking about, is like the character becomes attached. And, you know, the way that I've seen this is that integration can often be, what I realize is that integration can often be a way to try to prolong a state. So like say, and I've seen this in psychedelic ceremonies, like I had this realization in a psychedelic ceremony. How do I integrate that? And like that question, like what's lying underneath that is like, how do I prolong? Mm. How do I continue this experience. this experience and like bring this experience into my life with me outside of this experience? And it's like the, the ego or the me trying to grasp. It's yeah. like a grasping for something. And it's it, it really that's all that that is. And it's an addict. It is. It's an addict. And it's interesting, too, just like looking at my own character because control has been such a big one for me. And I know it is for so many people. It's like trying to control circumstances, people, objects to, to, you know, whatever. There's just like a, there's been an obsession with control and just realizing that integration feels like such a, a healthy or like a healing word. Mm -hmm. But if you really look at what's underneath that, it's a character trying to manipulate an environment to prolong a state or to add this new thing into its own identity. It's just another way for control to maneuver through the character for the character to try to control something that it it actually has no control over, which is so interesting to, to just like see how that has unfolded in myself and like now looking back I'm just like oh it's it's so obvious so it's cool when when phrases or words or things kind of pop up that I haven't really engaged with in a while and it's just like seen in a totally new way and I'm like oh yeah that's a juicy one yeah Yeah, I think you know if you find yourself in a place of I I don't even I guess you won't hear this unless you're gonna unless you're supposed to or whatever you know of that nature but uh if you find yourself in that in that place and there's a strong, strong component of being like, I need to heal, I need to be better, I need to I need to. Yeah. It, there it really it's as simple as this. Who? Who wants to who believes that? Who says that you are supposed to XYZ? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and until that is really seen for what it is there will probably be a lot more chasing, you know, integration, healing, and all of these different things. Whereas once that thing has flipped, it's not a one and done. That's what's very interesting about like integration and healing and waking up is, is that like really what, what, what occurs is that like waking up is the, is kind of like the first step. And then all of these other things, life doubles back on itself and it doesn't, there's no longer a belief in a character who needs to be better. And yet it does tend to like surface, it, mm-hmm. it'll bring things yeah. to the surface. You know what I mean? In whatever, in whatever ways that we're addicted to any sort of sense gratification. Mm-hmm. And these, those get so subtle. Yeah. But it's like we, there's impulses to food, drugs, sex entertainment, all of these different things. And the cool thing about after like the initial thing is seen for what it is, 
then it's a much, much easier way to integrate. Yeah. Because it's like the shit, the shit kind of bubbles up to the surface and there's not as much of like a tug of war, but you're following, like yeah. you're being led and you're being like, ah, okay. Yeah. And then, then it kind of gets to be funny because you're just like, oh, fuck, not this too. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's like, yes, nothing can stay. Yeah. Nothing yeah. can reside here after that point. And it's only a matter of time before the different things are kind of brought to the surface. Yeah. But there's no longer that that reaching and being like, I need to fix. It's mm-hmm. like, no, this is all happening very, very naturally. Yeah. yeah, integration becomes much more of a paying attention mm. and much less of a, that like polar, the polar energies of like fighting and resisting something and like feeding an energy. So it comes to live like in between yeah. those two things versus you know like just an ex- example of stuff that I've seen in psychedelic ceremony space because that's something I'm familiar with is you know somebody having a realization and then okay well how do I integrate this okay I can change this behavior in my life I can add this thing into my life I can do this thing and then what I notice is that when those things are not able to be up there's like a grasping it like oh now I have to do these things I have to push this thing away I have to bring this thing into my life there's that like grab and push that push and pull energy and then that just sets a character up for suffering Mm -hmm. when something isn't followed through or just life doesn't unfold in the way that the character is trying to like make or manipulate life to unfold so it's it's a really interesting thing and um you know, as you were speaking to something that came up for me is that a lot of what we're talking about here goes back to reaching for byproducts. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a reaching for an idea that the, that your sense of identity or your character has about the way that life should show up. Um, where and when in actuality, integration, you know, at this point, is really just paying attention. Yeah. And the the only integration that is that can be done is just sit. Yeah. Just sit and be. Yeah. And don't the cool don't part do about, and push about and it push though is like once it's so much of like basically like when when you're doing when you're doing life from the identified perspective, it's so much just like reaching at like elusive ideas of what the character thinks will make it better. But then on the flip side of this process, it's like once the thing actually really begins to like let go and release and it happens in process, it's not, you don't like for the most part wake up and then you're, it's a one and done wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's kind of like, no, you see the thing and then identity will even try and like co-opt that experience. But the, the cool thing about it is like on the flip side of this stuff is that everything begins to like bubble like I was Mm -hmm. saying before and like something that you know like these are experiences that I'm even sitting with right now it's like I've in these subtle ways you can't really hide anymore Mm -hmm. because it's like you you begin to see the subtle ways that um I don't even know if I I guess it is ego it's like an it's an identity structure who has listened to its impulses for so long that it just has like repetitive yeah. like motion it has syndrome. like an ident- like an 
it's identified with impulses. Like right, these with impulses, impulses are me. And those impulses are subtle and yeah. like something that I'm experiencing right now. And so this is a really good example. So food is something. This is like a common addiction that like we can all uh, like understand very well. And we may not necessarily think that we're addicted to stuff, but we are. Yeah. Like we're very much addicted to it. So before seeing, before like awakening or whatever, there could be a concept that you might hear about um, like a vegan diet and there may be an identity or yeah. something like that or just, can arrive. I, I should be eating a certain something. way, whatever it is. What, there's a should attached yeah. to it and then an identity around that. So something that just kind of like arose was like, okay, like there's very clearly like an, an addiction to food. Sugar is a huge one for me, like a little fucking just crack addict, you know what I mean? <laughs> So then it was like the other day, it was just kind of like an arising of like, oh, let's just, let's just like put this stuff away for a while. You know what I mean? Let's just focus on like some raw foods, but there's not anything about like, I'm supposed to, or this is better or any of these different things. It's like a natural thing. And there's nothing to even say that like things that, that what I'm doing in this moment, though it seems to be applicable, it seems to be right action. Mm -hmm has nothing to do with anything other than just being like challenging that old, that old impulse. Yeah. So everything again is like an internal thing. It's not about the world or what's yeah. right for everybody yeah. or that this is the best thing or that there's, that this is even going to make this better. It's more about being like, let's kind of like test these waters and be like, where, where, where are these impulses arising from? And can they be sat with and can, can food basically the addiction to food can your, can my relationship with food look differently? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know like in my own experience, a lot of, you know, I've had like similar stuff, like food has been a huge one for me. I had like, you know, probably would have been considered to have an eating disorder for a really long time. And, um, it's interesting, you know, like since Henry has kind of shifted, diet I'm like yeah sure I'll I'll do that and it's just like there's literally no longer any idea that like something is better something is worse there's no impulse to like oh I need this thing and I'm just like wow that's really cool yeah. to to be able to sit with something and see see that something has fallen away but like really you know so much of this stuff is like these little addictions or habits or patterns whatever it is food control sex Uh, social media relationships you know whatever it is it's like those things are all binkies Mm -hmm. it's like a pacifier and like what happens when you give up the pacifiers like there's something that it's pacifying there's an energy that is being pacified through these behaviors and like when you give them up like it gives those that energy space or those impulses that you're talking about space to naturally arise. And it's like, can I sit with the impulse and just be with the impulse and see what those pacifiers were pacifying? Like see what energy is, is actually hiding underneath them. And uh, another just like silly example in my own life that kind of like came poked its head up in a really subtle way recently, which is interesting. And this kind of goes back to integration I, you know, was probably, like, very addicted to... I was very addicted to health and healing for a really long time. Just, like, always grasping it. Like, I need to be better. I need to be better. 
make make the body better, make the mind better, make the me better, make the yeah. identity better. It's like super addicted to that. And something that I would do was that like anytime it would arise, I was like, oh, this, you know, it would be great if I added this behavior into my day. And I got, I, I would do this thing where I would put reminders in my phone, like to pop up at a certain time of day to do something. And I got to this point where I would have like maybe six or seven reminders popping up every day to do something and just like had to sit with like, I'm not actually doing any of this shit. Like, it's reminding me, I'm like, there's a, an intention there, and I was, like, so addicted to it, but it was, like, it created suffering, because it's, like, now there's, like, ten things that I'm days behind on that mm. I haven't done that's, like, creating this, like, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. Or it could create a dopamine rush. Yeah. Let's say you do your exactly. six reminders. Exactly. But again, it's the same mechanism. Yeah. And eventually that mechanism, even if you're getting your little dopamine hits and whatever fucking, and this is not to put any of this shit down. This is what we do. And like, until we begin to like have a loving understanding relationship of the subtle ways that we try and kind of maneuver and posture, there can be no real unfolding. Yeah. So it's not to like diss any of this stuff, but it's like, Let's say you're really good, you're a taskmaster, and you hit your six or seven, eventually you're going to fall short on these different things because they're mechanisms. Mm -hmm. And then, not only did you fall short on your six or seven things that you think are going to make you this better person, but you've also basically failed. So it's like, it, it's it literally, what you're describing is the wheel of samsara. Yeah. Like, it's suffering. Yeah. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's kind of cool in that way. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, like, I guess the, the invitation here, just something to, like, a prompt that you could potentially be curious about if you're watching this is, like, what happens if you put it all down? Mm. What does it look like to put it all down? What is the thought of putting it all down? What does that evoke in you? Just or test one thing. Yeah. You know, I know so it's something that was funny that, you know, way before any of this, like, awakening stuff even remotely poked its head up in my life, I started questioning a lot of stuff when I was younger in my 20s and was like big control freak, super control freak. And it's hilarious to look at now because I'm like, there's so many things that happen in my day that I'm like, once upon a time, this and this and this and this and this and this and this. I could just like go through a whole day and just realize all the things that I was so wound up about. And it's funny, but you know, just it's a silly example of something I would do is I was such a control freak that... I would get anxiety and there would be suffering that would be created if the toilet paper roll was on the holder the reverse way that I liked it. I still got it. Who are you savages <laughs> that put the toilet paper on backwards? Like when I, I have to admit this is, it's funny because I laugh at myself after it. But sometimes I'll be in a, in a person's restroom and I'm like, who are you people? Who does this? And I'm not even type A like that. Yeah. But that's a pretty fun But it, it was just something that I started noticing. And I would, like, color coordinate my closet and put hang everything in the same direction. And so I consciously started doing things that I knew would just, like, wind me up hmm. until I would just, like, do it until it didn't bother me anymore. Yeah. And so, like, that was just, like, I was still very much in, like, a fractured mind state but it from that even from that perspective it did help me to 
just like kind of relax, just like fucking relax a little bit. But it, it is funny that all of those tendencies were still very much there. It was just they got pointed towards different things. So like it, it really does take that sense of identity or the belief in the identity to be dropped in order for you know, like, things have started arising, and it just, like, it feels so different, because it's like, oh, it does, like, I see it now for what it is, and, like, maybe there's still, like, a, a process of releasing something, but it's like, ah, okay, this isn't just gonna, like, show up in a different way, because there's, you know, what what an identity will do is, like, it'll drop something, and then immediately turn that energy towards something new that it can pull into itself, but there, that's, that doesn't happen anymore when you get to a certain point. So just, like, it makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, as we're, like, talking about this stuff, it's um, it's really interesting just to think about how this is uh, communicated because it's, like, so much of what we're talking, or pretty much everything that we discuss before probably doesn't... I don't know how applicable it is. Like, yeah. before seeing the false nature of identity i don't know how actually like rel- like how much sense this would make and and of what use this would be and i guess if if somebody did come across it from that place i would say and and you're not willing to like go there you know what i mean go and do it like yeah. that that could be like the the path of excess leads to the palace of wisdom you know what i mean I would probably encourage somebody to like double down, like double down on all of your, whatever it is that you think that's going to like bring you lasting fulfillment. Like if you are, I don't care what it is, like go all the way in because the only way that we really ever come to know something fully is, and it's like every, you know, every heaven becomes hell eventually. Mm -hmm. And so it's like these different, these different things. And so it's like maybe before there there is that understanding go for it like yeah i don't care what it is like if you're really into like addicted to like a certain type of experience do it more like go for it like as as reckless as that sounds and it probably is but it's like very interesting that it's everything kind of makes there's so much more like clarity and understanding once there is a release of a character that's going to make itself better when there's like a real like full stop surrender of that thing then everything becomes just like this more like natural intuitive process and you're just like following along there's no longer like a belief that anything any habitual thing is going to make me better or worse it's just like following along and paying attention and being like okay like when it's time it's time yeah exactly and Something that came up for me recently, I guess, you know, call it a parable or whatever. These kind of, like, pop up for me every now and then. But, like, I I feel like we've probably all had this experience of sitting with somebody, maybe a friend or a family member who's in distress or has had a, you know, a difficult or a bad experience and is kind of, like, unloading. And, you know, from an outside perspective it can be really easy to see how somebody is caught or, like, what the quote-unquote, like, solution to their problem is. Like, oh, it's obvious. You need to 
like end this relationship or it's obvious you need to like not keep doing this same behavior that you've been doing and your suffering will be over and like from an outside detached perspective it's really easy to see those things and I know like we've all had an experience of sitting with somebody and maybe they can't see it or maybe they can see it but like from the inside it always feels so complicated and that complication is the attachments it's like all the attachments that you have in your life that create your identity structure your ego and like really what this process is it's like detaching like cutting all these cords cutting all these attachment cords until you can get to a point where you can begin to look upon your own life and what's happening here in the same with the same level of detachment that you do another person's life and it becomes then right action and the quote-unquote solutions to any quote-unquote problem (laughs) that arises is obvious it's like oh Duh. Yeah. You know, and I, I... But think about, like, I guess I have to, like, think about, like, in a relative sense, how... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, like, maybe this actually, like, rings true for everybody on, like, a deep primal level. That would be my guess. Yeah. But I also think about, like, the even as somebody that was interested in all of this stuff, how many times I heard this thing and it didn't make it past the firewall of me. Yeah. But it's like this very, it it just, I would imagine it sounds totally absurd to, to be like, hey, your character isn't real. And this is like the cause of all of your problems. Yeah. And, but people, that also sounds probably fucking crazy. And people are like, look. Yeah. I don't, yes, I want, like, I want my story to be like the best version of itself. But I don't need to, like, do all of that shit. Mm. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But don't be surprised by your suffering. Because yeah. that is, like, exactly. that is the root. That is the fucking, the literally, like, the deepest root that there is to all of your woes. Yeah. Literally, like, the wheel of samsara is, or, like, getting out of the wheel of samsara is killing. Yeah. And destroying what you think of as me. Yeah. Like, that is how you, how you get out of the loop, yeah. that endless loop. And, yeah, it's just, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, you know, that things totally come back around, and it, and it does just become paying attention. Yeah. It's just, like, things will naturally arise. There's no longer a need to seek after something. And as somebody who spent my whole life, trying to like heal 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 integrate 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 it's a really big shift and you know after that kind of fell away it's like oh what do I do with all my time (laughs) (laughs) what do I do with all this space and energy that I was using trying to integrate and trying to get better and trying to heal yeah it just it there is space created and like things naturally arise and it's like ah here's a natural a place where what is being called for is shifting something around and, and sitting with what, whatever, maybe it was pacifying. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's, it it's uncomfortable, but it's night and day difference to be able to intimately sit with something as almost kind of like an impersonal observer. Yeah. 
versus somebody who has an idea about making a character that doesn't exist the best version yeah. of that character that it can be. And it's trying to pull in all of these notions of like what that could possibly look at. These are literally like worlds apart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even if you do a really good job in your mind of making that character the best that it can be, it will always come up empty eventually. Yeah. Because it just doesn't, like the, in the mechanics of the way that life works, it doesn't work like that. Like, again, it comes back to like, you can polish a turd to the end of time, it's still going to be a turd at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like everything, integration, yes, it does happen. Emotional healing and all of this stuff, different stuff. It's part of the it's part of the whole yeah, thing. It's literally a byproduct. Like it is an unavoidable yeah. byproduct of this process. So everything like, comes out in the wash. Everything comes up. Every stone <laughs> gets turned over and the yeah. dirt underneath it inspected and sniffed and whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like it gets looked at very closely. But it really is a night and day difference and like the just going back to that analogy, like it really does feel like the difference between something really difficult happening in your own life versus something difficult happening in maybe a friend's life and sitting with them. And like, that's not to say that like, there's not, you don't want what's best for that person or hope that things, compassion compassion and hope that things turn out well, but just the feeling of those two things like feel so different. And like, that really is what this is. Like there's a level of detachment that's like, Oh, there's compassion for this, but there's no longer the, like, yeah. ah, ah, there's no longer the suffering. And the it. compassion almost kind of changes, too, because then it's, like, once this actually is something that, like, you're encountering, and you've done it enough, and you see where the thing is headed, you're almost, like, wish failure on yourself. It's, like, I want, like, how, how like, because you know that any way that there's still like an emotional or like an idea or belief hanging on, the only way that it's going to go is for it to fail. Yeah. And so like really what it comes to is like, you're like, let's fail. Yeah. Like let's fail at every turn and every, and any little way that this character is still trying to hold on to something that's going to, I don't know, bring it some kind of like immediate pleasure or long-term pleasure or anything like that. It's like, the compassion is in, in, in like the failure of it. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's getting to a point of complete and under defeat. Yeah. Of just like throwing your hands up, the character throwing its hands up, giving up and saying, I'm done. Yeah. No more. And I mean, like, I know I've had this experience so many times and I'm sure like so many other people have too. It's, you know, like being attached to getting something in your life or an outcome. And it's like the second you give up, it's like, yeah, that thing shows up. Yeah. It's like, ah, or like all of your worst fears, you know what I mean? I think like in, I was talking to my daughter the other day and it was just like the, the worst fears like coming true, you know what I mean? These are the places like where we cling, we cling so tightly to what is known because there's at least like some, even if it's like awful, even if there's like anxiety and depression and fear and loneliness, it's the fears that we know. Yeah. And what the mind fears more than anything 
is the unknown. You know what I mean? So it's like I'll take, and it does this like really subtly and sub on like a subconscious level even maybe where it's like I'll take all of these, all of my own, you know, like the worst shit. Yeah. But it's it's my shit, and I know it really well, so I'll take it. Yeah. But life is constantly, if you're paying attention, life is constantly giving you opportunities to step into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then it, bec- and, and what's wild about that shit is that those invitations get louder and louder and louder. And this is where we come to like severe anxiety and depression and like, um, like a, like a, just a um, human malaise mm-hmm. that we try to like mask with all of these different ways when the, when really all that's being asked for is just to step off into the unknown and to like live there yeah you know yeah definitely and like just bringing the conversation back to integration and kind of like piggybacking off of what you said and you know reiterating some stuff integration is another it's trying to bring some knowability into life through you know it's like the ego trying to create a sense of like security or like I know what's gonna happen like I'm gonna do these things Mm -hmm. to continue my healing or to bring this healing into my life so it creates this illusion of control this illusion of knowability in Mm -hmm. life so it's like okay I'm gonna like create this checklist of things that I need to do or this structure this way that I'm gonna structure my day or the specific diet that I'm gonna follow so like there's all these knowns in my life and what ultimately inevitably ends up happening is like we don't follow through with half or more of those things but it creates some illusion of control and some illusion of knowability in a life that is completely forever wholly unknowable yeah and I guess that that's that's kind of like you know in the same way of like describing the way integration happens after say I hate this fucking word but awakening the way that the natural intuitive way that that happens is no different than like if somebody if I was speaking to somebody who is completely addicted to their own story of who they believe themselves to be that is all well and good mm-hmm. it's just and, and like it, I guess what I'm speaking to is that if that thing still has its holds and like control is what you're after enjoy it mm-hmm. because really like w- where this thing goes after this this thing has occurred in your life is that there's no control like there's no there's no piece of specialness that can reside anymore like it's just like a constant <laughs> it's just a constant fire it's like any different way that you've tried to like i don't care what it is like if you think that you're like beautiful and you want to try and like achieve that or like you want to be money power success it's going to take everything from you yeah it doesn't mean that you'll like be abandoned poor on the street maybe you will maybe you won't but any way that like you have 
any models that you have created in your mind of like what it means to be like a really full human identity yeah. story all of those are going to be taken. Yeah, exactly. So and steer that... clear, steer clear <laughs> of fucking awakening if all of that stuff is what you want because yeah. after a certain point in this shit, it's probably as about as up to the point of like awakening. Yeah. And I would almost be like, stay away from all of this shit. Like stay away from spirituality. Stay away from fucking psychedelic drugs because all of these different things eventually i think it was like nietzsche who said if you stare into the abyss long enough it stares back and there will come a point where like you have to fucking pay the piper and what yeah. you pay is your identity yeah you've like spent all this time running towards something but like you look up one day and realize that you were the one being chased all along and it's yeah. like oh shit now you're trying to outrun something that you know you can't yeah. outrun <laughs> yeah and so then like you look at like a word like integration and you're just like yes integration yes healing but when you see it from before the point of like seeing through the illusion of identity i don't even know what i would call that it's, the before and after yeah it feels like yeah. two very different yeah, it's it like, takes on a totally different energy. And I'm sure that there, that again, like not to like negate any of it. I know that therapy and all of these different modalities, they do, they can like a like a like a pressure release valve. Mm-hmm. They can relieve some of that pressure, but inevitably, they're caught in psychosis because yeah. like the greatest psychosis that there is is believing in a character called me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, all that, all that said, if you have no interest in setting everything in your life on fire, turn around and go back. If for some reason, like us, you find yourself compelled to do so, or you still find yourself curious, it's that, you know, that what we've been talking about is an invitation to what would it be to put all of this stuff down, to put all the subtle control down, to put down the integration and what, what is being, what energies arise, what is being pacified Mm. with all of your pacifiers and can you provide space? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, is maybe what's being called is to create space to allow that to come up naturally. I'll tell you what's coming up. It like since eating all these goddamn raw fruits and vegetables, like something's coming up. Like there's some process happening inside my body that's like, yo, what are you doing, bud? That's what's coming up. <laughs> yep. It's so interesting, you know, just because I'm a very somatically oriented person and so much of my process has been has incorporated such a physical component, but it's like all these thought patterns like really that's all an ego is is like a conglomeration or a web of thoughts and ideas and they all have like a energetic weird physical manifestation in the body somewhere it's like they they spin in place in different areas and like that's why they like pop up is because they're just sitting somewhere spinning yeah and once you put down the pacifier that it maybe starts to spin a little bit louder, a little bit bigger, and but it gives an opportunity for something to actually like run through and yeah. release instead of just continuing 
this. It starts to, oh, and then up, and yeah. then eventually. I think they call that in Buddhism, I think maybe they call that samskaras. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that maybe a long time ago at Vipassana, and that essentially kind of like there's these, that everything correlates on like a physical level. And totally if like does. if you sit long enough with yourself mm-hmm. alone, quietly, that these different things basically arise and they can arise as like so many different things. Like they can arise as like heat, yep. sensation, tears, mm-hmm. all this different shit. And like these things are operating, you know, on like on a, on a very deep fundamental level. Yeah. Um, and those things can be really powerful and potent in the relative world. If you're still living completely in a relative world and, you know, like psychedelics, I always come back to that because that's just what I know. But, you know, there can be those energetic releases, but often what happens is because there's still an identification with the characters, the character just picks up a new, just reorients that energy yeah. towards something that feels a little bit softer or healthier. Yeah. And, you know, that makes life in a relative sense, like more beautiful and easier in a lot of ways, but it's not going to bring liberation or bliss or a weight, you know, whatever you call it, unending happiness, whatever. Um, that comes from putting the character down altogether. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, integration is, is interesting. <laughs> and, um, I know, I know that that wheel well, the wheel of integration, spin yeah. it on that wheel of integration. I know it well. So if you're on it and you're not quite ready to give it up, have fun. You know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a pretty one. It's a very tempting one. It's a, it's a very spiritual sounding one, you know, yeah. healing and integration. It feels very soft and lovey and it can be challenging, but. Or maybe even more, maybe even wheel. it's. Maybe even it sounds like fierce and tough, you know yeah. what I mean? That you're, whatever you're, whatever you think that you're, that we think that we're doing from this place, but yeah. it's very odd the ways that we can find to just do stuff or yeah. distract ourselves yeah, totally. without looking at this one thing. Mm-hmm. And that one thing is something very odd. Yeah. Cause I'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm just like, holy shit. I heard this hundreds of times, mm-hmm. hundreds of times. And was like, it would, there wasn't even like enough, <laughs> there wasn't even like a wherewithal to be like, oh, well, not mine or nothing. It was like literally like it just, yeah, <laughs> right over the top. <laughs> the mind is really good at that. It's like anything that it can't put into its little identity basket. It's just like, whoop, we're just going to pretend like we never saw that. Yeah. And, Which um, makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. And so one other thing that came up as we've been talking about integration, which I find really interesting is, you know, I teach yoga. I've been doing practicing yoga for years. And, um, you know, one of the ways that I've kind of viewed integration, and at this point it, it's really interesting to look at, is, you know, if you are familiar with yoga, there's the very end of a yoga practice is typically Shavasana where you lay on the ground completely still. And that's a way like a form of integration. And it's like allowing the nervous system and the body to relax and, you know, integrate movement or energetic areas that were opened during the practice. And now looking at that, I'm like, ah, yeah, maybe that is like a very natural form of integration because there's not like a doing attached to it but it's funny as 
as a yoga instructor to watch students because that is the hardest thing really? for everybody. Hmm. Shavasana is the hardest yoga pose. I sitting, love it. Sitting still. Really? Yeah. It's the hardest one because in- inevitably after 45 seconds, you see people start to twitch and adjust mm. and move around and just like there's a very restless energy because it's all of the all of the binkies and the pacifiers yeah. aren't there. Vipassana is the same way. And um, so it's really interesting, but it, I, I do love that because that is such a beautiful example of integration that feels a little closer to what this looks like is just like a sitting still and allowing without the distractions and like what comes up and it's hard like it it literally is the hardest one if you when I first started doing yoga if you had told me to sit still I would have like fuck you I'm leaving like Mm -hmm. I could not sit still like my body my nervous system, my identity was just like so tightly wound. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It was not possible. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is pretty wild. Like once you start to look at it, because I think that we don't, we're not honest with ourselves in the ways, the lengths that we go to fend off boredom mm-hmm. and distraction. And it's not even to like say, but the funny thing is like the way that we like, we put things in these hierarchies as though like some distractions are better than others. And we, you know what I mean? And maybe, maybe on a relative level, maybe there's some that are more destructive. You know what I mean? Like if you got like a really gnarly porn habit, maybe that's fucking with your romantic relationship. If you got a heavy drug habit, maybe you're stealing shit from your parents' house or who knows. But it's, it, it, we, I think that we really try to kid ourselves because some of these ones are more acceptable, but the ways that we go about like numbing the fuck out oh yeah, is vast and the ways the stories, the elaborate stories and fantasies we create in order to lie to ourselves is incredible, and yeah. I you know just something that I've been sitting with recently is my lifelong addiction to like an idea of love mm-hmm. and relationship and like that love is going to heal something or get me somewhere. And it's just like, just really sitting with the depth yeah. and the cleverness. Like humans are master architects. Yeah. Like I, it's amazing. You know, if you look at buildings, but like we architect an identity yeah. and like we are so sneaky about the the things and the stories and the identities that we architect to hide our addictions from ourselves and yeah. to hide the things that we pedestalize from ourselves when that's where the work is. Yeah. Like that's where the shit is hiding. And it's like this whole process, at least for me, has been like deconstructing the all of the beliefs so that I can finally really see the things that like for maybe other people looking in would have been like, duh, I could have told you that 20 years ago about you. But you know, from the inside, it feels so complex and complicated and convoluted, but it's really getting to a point where you can see all of the other, all the bullshit stories and all the beliefs and the attachments are brushed out of the way so you can finally see something. Yeah. Love is one of the sneakiest ones, yeah, too. Yeah, because that feels so, like... Mm. And it's like, n- nobody would argue with you to tell you that's that's not a valid pursuit. Yeah. 
But anybody that has like a certain level of understanding would look you dead in your face and be like, that's not going to bring you what you're looking for. Yeah. Especially the way that the mind defines that word. It's like, you could say like, love is what we are, but you could swap that out for consciousness is what we are. Life is what we are. God is what we are. Movement, stillness, silence. Yeah. Like all of those are synonymous. And like, if you think about silence... Compared to love, like, in your mind, those two are vastly different. Yeah. But from this perspective, they're the exact same thing. Yeah. And, like, that's where the mind comes in. Like, that's how the mind, like, tricks us. And we all have different ones. Like, we all have, like, these different... They're all actually, like, they really kind of stem from, like, a few core things. But they show up in these different ways. So, like, I feel like maybe for... It seems like... A really common one with women is that one where it's like, I want basically like one person to, to validate my, my expression of like who I am as, as an identity Mm -hmm. by showering me with like love, praise and affection for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think with maybe like a, a lot of men or like, at least in my experience, it was much more of like a... Um, like a narcissistic uh, need for to be like adored on like a like a but a but spread that out a little yeah. bit more. It's like I don't need it from one person. I want it from yeah. a fuck ton of people. Yeah, you yeah, know I mean? and you know, just again, like all all that is is us. I mean, really, in myself, I've noticed this. Like that's us hiding from being the willingness to sit with being fully alone forever yeah and to like really sit in that and we hide under seeking love we hide under seeking sex we hide under substances we hide under money under success under entertainment all of it's high it's all hiding the same what's funny too is that like um once you've done like enough of like a certain a bunch of them uh, that are just, like, the obvious ones, you know what I mean? Like, once you've, like, gone and chased, like, your money, power, success, and and love, and these different things, and maybe you've even gotten a bunch of them, then a lot of times what's, what we'll do is, like, we'll be like, oh, well, let's widen this, let's widen this net, and let's do something spiritual. Yeah. And that's but, and the, the same mind, exact yes, fucking entertainment. Uh, and it's... So crazy. And it's tricky, too, because then so it's, like, crazy. what can be introduced is, like, you start bringing in uh, multiple lives, and then it's, like, okay, you could you could literally sit there and spin on that one for... Forever. Forever. Yeah, past lives, galactic whatever. Yeah. Different dimensions, and that's, like, I don't fucking know. Like, maybe all of that... It sounds super entertaining. Yeah, if... At this point, if I found out that, like, aliens came down and told us that there were 34 dimensions and, like, confirmed it, I'd be like, yeah, that's just cool. as probable as anything else. Yeah. But it's, you know, spirituality is such an interesting one because the mind is so absorbed in, like, creating stories and crafting elaborate fantasies that, like, we don't see that spirituality is just another version of chasing drugs. If like it's you're a drug addict, yeah, but it's like but your way drug of choice, more acceptable. Your drug of choice is a lot more acceptable. Your drug of choice is a lot softer, and it fee it props up. It's kind of more dangerous in that way. Yeah, it props up a beautiful identity. Yeah, yeah, and it is 
potentially more dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous in the fact that, like, if your ends of that goal is waking up, you could be pretty well fucked. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're just looking for, like, a community yeah. for, like, love and to be, like, pious people, sure. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But the, that's what's, like, very interesting is, like, there seems to be, like, there does seem to be, like, a very strong line in the sand. And I don't I don't know what distinguishes which side of that that you fall on. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah, Henry and I were talking about this recently. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, like, I wouldn't even be, like, I think maybe in the beginning of this, I might have looked at people that fell on the other line of that sand as just, like, naive or stupid or whatever. Like, people who weren't spiritual? But But maybe they're just, like, I think what I'm quickly coming to realize is, like, I'm like, hmm. This side of the that line in the sand seems to be much closer to like akin to madness Mm -hmm. from like what what the world would call being sane looks yeah fast asleep to me yeah you know what I mean yeah but then I but then again like I look at it and I'm like yeah but what is it like think about like what it what you're what you're sacrificing in essence but the funny thing about what you think you're like what you're sacrificing. That's the greatest joke that there is because it's like it doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. It's interesting too because I feel like I've in this process very quickly gone from like I want to hang out with spiritual people or be around people who are spiritual to like no I would much rather spend time (laughs) around people who have never heard of spirituality Mm. who are like maybe you would consider like very basic. Yeah. Have a very simple life. Maybe who are even like. I don't politically extreme I don't care like politically extreme like it doesn't matter anymore but there's just something like simplicity yeah I'm like yeah that feels yeah. good yeah because it is like a really strange thing like what this seems to be it's it almost like feels like a how did I ever get mixed up in all this stuff to begin <laughs> with and then b realizing that I'm not any di- I'm probably not, I'm just like a stone's throw. I'm probably one conversation away from like a simple person that lives on a ranch and yeah. does whatever they do. Yeah. And there's only one real subtle difference. And it is, it's subtle and then it's like, it's paradigms apart in another yeah. way. It's literally worlds apart and also a hairline apart. Yeah. Simultaneously. Because it's the only thing, the the only subtle difference would be that I don't, that, that whatever person, like, wait, before I started any of this stuff, like, maybe just like this, like a, a really simple human being doesn't, that takes their life really seriously, and at this point, it's like a very simple human being that doesn't take anything seriously. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. How could I? integration have fun with that guys have fun have so much fun integrating integrate your (laughs) integrate your hearts out (laughs) bailey's integrating as we speak that's her favorite yoga pose of shavasana yeah that'd be funny like if you like if you could talk to a dog and just be like hey 
Have you like integrated your <laughs> shadows? <laughs> what the fuck you talking about, fool? <laughs> Have you done your emotional healing? She's like, no, go get me some chicken. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, me too. Adios. See ya.